Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 321 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be talking about solopreneur versus entrepreneur and how to make the switch with Heather Brown. She's going to be giving us all the details on how we can be able to make not only the mindset shift, but the physical shift within our business to that entrepreneur side of understanding that we are a business and we should think of ourselves that way. So I want to make sure that you are aware of the opt-in that she is going to be offering. It is a workbook that is going to kind of walk you through creating your mission and your vision. And you're going to want to make sure that you grab that. You can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will send that directly to you. All right, let's dive in. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hey, Jenny, I'm doing awesome. I had one of those mornings where I flew out the door late with my kids, but we still made it to school on time. So I'm feeling very accomplished. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what we want. So before we really jump into this conversation of solopreneur versus entrepreneur, I'd love if you would introduce yourself and your business before we jump in. Absolutely. My name is Heather Brown. You probably heard my accent. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I have been married to my college sweetheart now for 14 years, and we have two little boys that are seven and four. And I, my background is in marketing and journalism. And so I started blogging kind of at the forefront of it about a decade ago now and have done multiple things throughout my career working with Pinterest and social media for brands and all these things. And the latest thing that is my like pride and joy that I love so much um, is my podcast, which I just released in August. Um, It is called Healthy with Heather Brown. And so each season we try to tackle something in the health space because on mylifewelllove.com, which is my website, you can find me all over social media on that. um, I have really started to just deep dive into health and all different facets, mental health, emotional health, relational health, and then obviously physical health, but it's just a true passion of mine. And so I'm so excited to have the podcast journey, which I was telling Jenny, I'm so impressed with how like proficient she is. And she was like, well, I've been doing it for six years. I was like, that's why you're amazing at it. And now I see. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that really makes sense when you say the six years, most people look at me like I'm crazy. But <laughs> it has worked. It has done the purpose. Um, no, and I was excited too when before we got on, we were chatting about how we actually met in person at Type A a couple years ago. Um, so you're a dinosaur like me, which I love interviewing those that are old like I am. <laughs> That's right. I am. I know when all these little girls like have started their TikToks and stuff, and they're like, I've been doing this for three months now, and I have like a million followers. I'm like, oh my stars, I am so old and I still don't have that many followers on any platform. <laughs> Yes. No, I understand. All right. So let's talk a little bit about this whole idea of solopreneur versus entrepreneur, because I think there's a big, little bit of a misconception and I think it comes back to the mindset piece, but we'll touch a little bit more on that. So let's define it. What is a solopreneur in your mind? Okay. Yeah, sure. So a solopreneur to me is someone that is rocking their business all by themselves. And I mean, truly, I feel like Um, people think that if you're a podcaster or a blogger or social media maven, I think it's becoming more common for people that 
view it as a real career career. But I, like Jenny was saying, when she started, you know, how long ago did you start your everything though? 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> Back then people were like, I'm sorry, you're doing what? And I was like, I know, I know it doesn't seem quote unquote real to you, but I still have to work like just as many hours as you do, just as many hats as you do, if not more, because when you're a solopreneur, you know, you're wearing the hat of you're the accountant, you're in charge of the team. You're or sorry, you don't have a team yet when you're a solopreneur, but you're also thinking about like, I got to be the social media, the content creator, the photographer, the videographer, the SEO specialist, the writer, the copywriter, the editor, um, you know, and so it's just like, it's, overwhelm it's sensory overwhelm all the time um and as a solopreneur you really are just like manning it all by yourself and Jenny I don't know if you feel this way too but it blows my mind how many women that have been doing it as long as you and I have and they still don't have a team they're still a solopreneur um and so when I talk with them about my team and what they do they're like oh well I guess I just didn't really know that I I needed a team I just thought like, well, I guess I'm going to have to eventually quit because I just can't keep up with this pace. And that just breaks my heart. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's like help and hope. And you're, you're right. You don't need to be, some of them are like in their fifties and sixties and being like, I can't keep setting up four Christmas trees in Q4 and like manually doing that labor and producing the content and editing it and creating reels when I didn't even know how to edit video two weeks ago, you know? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So now let's talk about the difference between solopreneur and entrepreneur. Yes, for sure. So a solopreneur in my mind, which Jenny, I would actually like to hear you expound on this a little bit too. But in my mind, a solopreneur is you are, it's just you, you're working by yourself, you're in your silo, you're doing all the things, you're probably completely overwhelmed. You probably have too many balls falling off your plate that you can't keep up with juggling. Um, And then an entrepreneur to me is someone that is like, okay, I realize that I have all these things that have fallen off my plate. There is too much going on. The umbrella has gotten so big that I cannot efficiently manage it anymore. I'm not a great mom. I'm not a great wife. I'm not a great sister. I'm not a great friend. And I'm also not a great business owner because I'm so overwhelmed. And you realize that. And then you like, are like, and I don't want to quit my business. It's a passion. I love it. So now how can I help offload some of that stuff? So that I don't feel like I'm struggling as bad. And then you start hiring it to help you manage your dream, but then also not have to give up on all the other things. To me, that's the main difference between an entrepreneur and solopreneur. Um, Jenny, is there anything you would add on to that? Yeah, I think entrepreneur, you think of yourself more as that CEO. You're not always having to have your hands in everything. Because honestly, when you start to grow that team, a lot of the pushback that I'll get from people about growing their team is that they could do it better. They could do it quicker. They're not going to mess it up. But they're also the bottleneck because you obviously have too many plates spinning, can't get all the things done, yet you're still trying to hold on and make sure that every single thing is overseen by you. When in reality, you have to start to let yourself be that visionary, be that CEO, and let others take on the operations and the strategies and tasks that need to get done as part of your SOPs. Amen. We actually, so my father-in-law is, he used to be the president of a bank and my husband went to school at Stanford. That's how we met and got his business degree um, in accounting, but they both helped 
I guess, foster my growth so much in the beginning um, because you almost had this limiting mind, limited mindset as an as a solopreneur in the beginning of like, but I don't know how to do that. I don't even know how to hire someone. I don't know how to create a Google form. I don't know, like, do I need an intern? Do I actually need to hire someone? Um, and so because I was a journalism major and I hadn't learned a lot of these basic business principles, um, they really helped me like pick up by my bootstraps and like move and learn. And one of the things that my father-in-law told me that stuck with me and still I say it to the state of my team, my job is to be the face of the brand. That's my job. My job is no one else can come on my podcast and be my voice. No one else can show up on Instagram stories or YouTube and have my face. So my job is to go be the face of the brand and to like engage with the community because I want to encourage women. And so while yes, sometimes you still, it's still work is work, right? Like work isn't just always fun all the time. Sometimes I have to get pulled into the numbers or some of the strategy conversations that I don't love being in, but that is part of the job of being the entrepreneur and the CEO and casting the vision. Um, And so I actually, Jenny wrote a book this summer, an ebook called Team Building for Solopreneur Mamas. Um, and I'm sure you can link it in your show notes. But if you go to mollyfullof.com, you can highlight over products and find it. But I literally built out a checklist of what to do step by step because it's overwhelming. It is so overwhelming to figure out those little bite-sized chunks. Um, and so in this course, my COO, Alyssa, and I sat down and we just did videos about like, what is our goal for today? We know that we can't create a whole new TikTok and get up 10 videos and go viral and all these things. So we always have this phrase of like, we're just trying to kick the football like one yard down the line, down the field. Like it's just continually moving that pace forward, forward, forward. Yes. So good. And I love that. And we're definitely going to link to that in the show notes for the book for sure. Uh, because it is, it's that overwhelm of not knowing how to get started because you've never seen it done before, possibly. Um, and may not have that background to know how to continue to move forward. So, all right, let's talk about some of the examples that we can give of solopreneurs, right? I think we both started off as solopreneurs and a lot of us will say, anyone that calls it a side hustle, that's right there. That's like, ding, 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 you're a solopreneur. That's absolutely what you're trying to do. So can you give some examples? Yeah, for sure. So I would say a solopreneur could be a podcaster. It could be a blogger. It could be a content creator of any kind. It could be an artist. You could be a writer. You could be, maybe you do, I know that people in MLMs hate the term MLM, but you, so I'm going to name some specific ones. Like I, like there's beauty counter, there's young living. You could be selling Modair. I sell Modair liquid collagen, but I mean, anything that you're doing that is like just you trying to run a business, you could be painting signs. Anything else that comes to your mind, Jenny? Yes. Shops. <laughs> yes. Wreath making. Even some people that are coaches that may work one-on-one with people. If you're doing it, a nutritionist and you're doing it in a silo by yourself, that is a solopreneur. Yeah. I'm like, congratulations. I'm like, round of applause for you because it is no small feat. And if you're calling it a side hustle, like Jenny said, I almost don't even think you're giving yourself enough credit. Like really you are an entrepreneur. So like step into that ownership and leadership because it matters. Yes. Because then the only way to continue to grow that business and not get burnt out is to turn it into so that you are an entrepreneur and think of it that way as a business and start treating it that way because no one else is going to treat it that way until you do. (laughs) <laughs> That's so true. Oh my gosh. And then you, it almost takes off the pressure of like proving yourself to people. 
Um, and I think that so much of that comes from self-confidence. And I mean, that is like what I love preaching about overall my life. I loved and healthy with other Brown is just like, you can't succeed truly until you have that inner confidence and you can't get the inner confidence unless you're like working on yourself from the inside, the outside, emotional, spiritually, all the things. Um, and so a lot of times when I'm talking with women, they're like, yeah, I mean, I, I do this little thing where I like make elf on the shelf kits, but, and it's just fun. Like I do it in my neighborhood and I'm like, okay, no, you say like, I am a mom of this many kids and I am working on growing this new business that I've just started. And then let's work on your elevator pitch. Like, and they're like, okay, what's an elevator pitch? And I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. You know, like I just get so fired up because women do always try to like demote themselves and what they do. And while there's like a fine line of humility and confidence, I really, really, really love seeing when women do start to walk in that and own it. And I feel like Jenny, you do a great job of that from what I see so far on your podcast. (laughs) And it's part of what I preach. I hate the word just. My audience knows that. Don't ever say I just do anything because you don't just do anything as a wife, as a mom, (laughs) as a business owner. There is nothing that you just do. So being able to step into it and own it is just such a huge part of what we were able to then accomplish because of it. Amen. And I think that when you get get a team and they start getting into your business, like they have to know that you have buy-in on your own business. You can't be like to your, well, I know I need an intern because I just need someone to help me ship out the products that I'm making. It's like when they come in, you have to say, we, like they have to know we as a business, which you are now part of, like you're really taking that ownership and empowering them or else they're going to be like, well, I just do this internship for this mom that like, kind of, you know, like sell some stuff. I don't really know. She, she's like kind of scattered, you know, you, you wouldn't want your intern to talk about you that way. So I almost feel like that first hire makes you level up or at least it did for me. Yes. All right. So let's talk about how do we make the switch from solopreneur to entrepreneur with a team? How do we do this? Yeah. Great question. So for me, I started out with an intern because number one, I was like, they need the college course credit Number two, and some of them do it just for the experience out of their resume. And also I was like, I just want to make sure from a financial standpoint that I feel rock solid before I start paying someone. So my very first step was that it's funny to me now because my first process was I literally emailed Samford and other local colleges in the area. And I just said, Hey, I'm looking for an intern. Can you point me in the right direction of where to post that job posting? Um, and so they did, and I got in with the department heads and they told me what form to fill out and we sent it out. Then as time has grown, obviously now there's social media. And so with social media, I now like post it either on my Instagram story or on my Facebook looking to hire. Um, but one of the cool things about having Alyssa, my COO now is I am so much of a creative and the right brain. What you're looking to hire though is not who you are and not what your strengths are. So I hired her as an intern knowing like she's good with numbers. She loves spreadsheets, all the things that I hate. She excels at. Um, even on this episode, you'll hear me. I like get excited and I talk in circles and run on sentences. And she's very like, okay, Heather, let's, let's rein in that run on paragraph for like 14 lines. It could be two. <laughs> so anyway, she took my brain's chaos and has created a Google form. And so now, instead of just being like, we're looking to hire someone, I don't really know what I even need. I'm just looking for an intern. Now it's like, no, we have a job description at the top of it that says we are looking for someone. And I actually, I have uh, the form that I can give you, Jenny, where they can put in their email and I'll send you our whole um, thing for how to get started with hiring an intern and our form. But we have a Google form and it describes what we're looking for and then asks all these questions. 
where they can submit their resume to us. But really, we've honed in now on what do we need? We need to see your social media profiles because we work in social media. We need to know like what you know programming are you proficient in? And so it really, the first step is just getting someone hired and figuring out the easiest way to do that. And like we always say with kicking the football down the field, don't feel like you have to go hire someone today. The first step for you might be like Googling where can I find an intern in Birmingham, Alabama, or wherever it is that you live? And then the next day, how do you kick it a little bit further? Okay, I found these five universities. Now I'm going to go to those websites and search for a journalism or a marketing or a PR department. Um, so really just take it in those bite-sized chunks in an achievable manner that you can do. Yes, so good. It's so true. And it's just really trying to also, I think, figure out a piece of that, like you said, was that you understood as you went through the process more of what you needed. The other piece is understanding what you're good at. What don't you need to offload? Amen. Um, You said you're the creative. I'm the same way. I also do not like the numbers, do not like the organization. I have gotten better over having my... (laughs) OBM and telling me what needs to be in these and how we can set this up. And I have gotten really good at making sure that things are more streamlined now because of that. But you're right. You have to know what your strengths are. What are your zone of geniuses? Where are you proficient? Where are you not? So that you can start to hand off some of those things and also understand how it's connected to your bottom line. Because one of the mistakes I see a lot of people making when they go to hire is they're like, oh, I hate social media. Here, go do all the things. I'm hiring someone for social media, but they're not measuring it. They're not looking to see how many page views are coming in from it, where the engagement, it's not tied to any sort of measurement as far as whether it's following engagement or even money. Is that actually driving revenue. Like when you're a business, it has to be tied somehow to revenue. And I think that that's a huge mistake that a lot of people make when they start to hire is they're just like, here's all the things I hate doing. I don't even do them in my business as it is. You go do them. Go figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that you're exactly right, Jenny. And I think that you have to, so maybe even like your first step you would want to take from this episode. And I talk about all this in the whole course, but you have to write down what you're good at and what you're not good at. But then also you have to figure out, even if you hire someone and you're not good at it, still, how are you going to train them on it? You have to know at least a little bit enough to get them started. Um, And I will encourage you that when I hired my first like big intern that I turned into like, and I do try to do that. I try to start with interns, let them work their way up and they get a low, a low pay or an entry level free intern. The first girl that I hired that like really became the one that has now grown up to my COO, we had a 40% increase in revenue in the first year of having a functional team. So that right there was like, okay, this is worth it. Like this clearly is meant to keep producing and turning over. And the second step is that you have to prepare yourself to lead a team, which is kind of what I alluded to earlier. Like having that confidence, you have to be able to communicate well, create systems and delegate well. And the very first thing I have all my hires do is sign an NDA. And the next step is like, well, we've got to get you in our system so that we can train you. We've got to have a sauna for task management. We've got to have Slack to be communicating um, because you, when you have a team, like I said, it forces you to level up your business. You can't just be texting them all the time or everything gets lost, right? It's not categorized. Um, do you have any systems that you love with your team that you implement? You said it before. I am a Google girl. Like I love all things Google. We do everything in Drive. I don't really use Trello. It wasn't something that kind of works for me visually. So Google Drive works great to be able to put all of our documents, sheets. Everything is kind of like nested into each one of where it yeah. goes. 
Um, and we're just able to continue our systems that way. So yeah, basic, but it works. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly right. Like you have to find what works for you. Um, and so I think that one thing that I feel really like blessed to have is an amazing team of women behind me at that, like, now that we have worked through these things over the years, like you can keep refining, like you tried Trello and it didn't work. Okay. Well now you found what does work for you. So don't feel discouraged if you're like, well, I hired this intern and it's just not working. Like try to always give it, I would say two weeks. And my biggest piece of advice though, too, is to hire fast and fire fast. So like, if you get them in there and you're like, okay, we've tried this for two weeks, she's still not even showing up on time, then fire fast before you get attached. And there's that emotional connection involved there too. Um, I just think that that's like one thing that I wish that I would have learned in the beginning of my journey that now, you know, 10 years later, I'm like, okay, yeah, got to get them out of here fast. If it's just not going to work, you know? (laughs) Right. No, that makes total sense. So tell us a little bit about the freebie that you have for our listeners. Yeah, for sure. So one of the key stepping stones in my team building course for solopreneur mamas is deciding what your mission is. And so I created this um, whole worksheet that helps them get a mission and vision statement so that you can be confident in who you are, what your business is, and it helps you know what that five-minute elevator pitch is. So I'll send the link to you to put in the show notes. I'm like, I should have created you a short link. I'm so sorry that I didn't. Um, But without a mission statement, like you can't really figure out even the next steps for you or your business, let alone be able to like bring other people in and then help them know how to serve your audience. So at the end of the day with my life, will love and healthy with Heather Brown. And I know Jenny for you too. It's like, I don't want to show up every day if I'm not serving my audience. Well, well, I can't serve them well if I don't know how I'm serving them and what they want. So that mission statement helps ground all of us in the business so that there's that buy-in. And once you have that buy-in, it's unbelievable what like you were saying, monetarily happens. It's crazy what happens with your following. It's crazy what happens with just like that team moving forward in a solid function. Um, So I really just hope that people can take this, figure out their goals, figure out their mission statement, and then help it really propel you further into your business. So um, yeah, having a team behind you that like fully believes in what you're doing will explode your growth. It's insane. Yes. No, absolutely. And we're going to link to that in the show notes. Where else are the best places to connect with you, Heather? Yeah, for sure. Definitely Instagram. I'm over there all the time, all day, every day on my life. Well-loved. Um, and then I'm also on TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it, you can find me. And then I'm also on the Healthy with Heather Brown podcast. If you go to any of your um, podcasts, you know, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get them, um, you can find me at Healthy with Heather Brown on Instagram, as well as on those podcast platforms. And I would highly recommend if you're done with this episode and you're like, okay, what does it look like though? to balance the business of being like a mom though, too, because I know we kind of touched on that. I would go to episode two with Nikki Intiman. We talked a lot about what it looks like and how you know what your glass balls are and your plastic balls are and how those shift during seasons. Um, And I mean, just a huge props to any of you that are listening to this because you've already decided that you are a solopreneur or an entrepreneur. You're not just doing this just as a side hustle, like Jenny said. And I just think it's so, so neat to be here and to get to talk with you, Jenny. So thank you so much for everything that you produce for these women that are wanting to chase their dreams. No, of course. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you, Heather, so much. Of course. Well, have a great day. Thanks again. You too.
All right. Well, there you have it. Wasn't it fun to listen to two old dinosaurs talk about how their businesses have been able to build and what it has looked like going from solopreneur to entrepreneur? I know I call us dinosaurs, but come on. We've obviously been around quite some time when it comes to the online space. And I've seen a lot of different things change and grow. But one of the most important things that you can take away from this episode is the fact that once you get to a point where you can hire to be able to have that team to support you so that you can can act as that entrepreneur in that CEO role, that is what is most important. I appreciate you guys so much for listening in. If you haven't already left a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app, I would so appreciate it if you did. And I will see you all next time. 